Good morning. Happy New Year. No, I hadn't hit the eggnog early. It's okay, don't worry. We rejoice today in the new year, the new season of Advent in preparation for Christmas. Welcome as we gather on this journey, a journey that I think is often lost in the midst of everything else that is going on at this time of the year, this time in our lives, certainly in this time in our world. The season of Advent, the joyful season of Advent, is one of of waiting and hoping and expecting something that is to come. We don't know when, says the gospel. Well, we do know when it is coming. We know it's not that far away. And in the coming days and weeks, we will hear through the wonders of the Scriptures the power of God at work in so many different ways. We will read over and over again from the prophecy of Isaiah, who will talk about change and transformation, about the seemingly impossible becoming possible, things that seem to be beyond the realms and touch of humanity will become very much part and parcel of the human race. The Gospels will give us the great characters and figures of the Advent season. Next two Sundays, we will hear about John the Baptist, called by Jesus the greatest born of woman. John, who knew exactly what his role was to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. And then just hours this year before we celebrate Christmas, we go to Mary, our mother, as she awaits the birth of her son, and we wait with her for the incarnation, Christ, born of Mary, born the Savior of the world, is about to come among us. But today's gospel kind of takes us an overview, as it were, of these coming days and weeks. Watch. Wait. Stay alert. Be aware. In other words, look at what is going on around you. And as the church invites us to spend these days waiting and hoping, what is it that we are expecting? What are we waiting for? What are, you, what are you waiting for at this time in your life? What are you expecting? Well, think of the ordinariness of our lives. We wait nearly every day for something in some way or another. We expect something to happen, hopefully good, but sometimes a challenge. But the gospel says to stay awake. Because you don't know the hour when the master is returning. This image of the master who's gone off and left his servants in charge. He doesn't want to come back and find them sleeping, being lazy, and not about their work. So he says, watch and wait. And have that expectant hope 
The beauty of Advent is this hopeful coming of the Lord. First Sunday of Advent, first Advent candle that is lit, reminds us to have hope. It's sometimes difficult to have hope in the midst of adversity. When we're dealing with the stuff of life that isn't working out the way that we thought it was going to work out, it's hard to have hope. But if you lose hope, you've lost everything. Because when you have hope, there is a chance to change and a chance for change. And I think the reason sometimes we lose hope is because we don't fully understand who God is at this moment in our lives. Does that make sense? I'm not quite sure what God is asking of me. I don't know what God wants of me. I've been hopeless many times in the last two years. And every time I have to deal with this challenge, it's more and more difficult to have hope. But that's who God is. And so if I don't have hope, it means I don't have God. And I can't go without God because then I've got nothing. And then I am nothing. So don't lose hope. Let it kind of just shift off to the side a little bit. Because it's always going to be there. Because that's where God is. That beautiful image at the end of the prophecy of Isaiah this morning about the potter and the clay. I love that image. I love the image of watching somebody take that clay on the wheel and slowly just molding it into becoming what the artist intends it to be. And that's who we are with God. God is there gently molding us, not into something that I want to be, but who He wants me to be and who He wants you to be. And sometimes he'll rub off a little bit of the rough edges, and sometimes he'll take a little bit longer, and sometimes it'll need a bit more water, just like the potter on the wheel. But then it becomes who and what it is intended to be. Advent, I want to suggest, is that time when God molds us a little bit more but it's over so quickly, and we forget. Oh my God, it's already the third week of Advent, and it means it's only days away from Christmas. What happened to the last week, or two, or three weeks? What happened to my being molded by God? Think of that image of the hands of God, the hands of God that created the world, the hands of God that created you and me, the hands of God that mold humanity. And all the time, God is 
molding into who He wants us to be. And I think sometimes when I look at that lump of clay, that's when I can lose hope because all I see is a lump of clay. But God sees potential and God sees life that is about to come forth. God's hands never stop loving. God's hands never stop creating. God's hands never stop being. And coming to us with those wounds that he said to Thomas after the resurrection, you want to see? They're still here. Put your fingers into the holes. It's still here. Here's my side. It's still here. The hands of God are the wounded hands of the crucified Lord who gives us life and who gives us hope. Hope that things will be better one day or sometime. Hope that God really does know what He's doing. Hope that God has never forgotten us or never abandoned us or never let us endure whatever it is by ourselves. He's always there. And that's why I have hope. Even if I can't see Him, even if I don't recognize Him, even if He comes to me in some different way, shape, or form, or through a person that I least expected, God is there. Because God is hope. And because He is hope, I have hope.